and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiacs, and our YouTube channel, channel where all the video content uh, we put out resides is channel Enthusiacs. I am your host, Jeff, or Baron Fang, and I am joined today by Point Streak veteran Tony. How are you, Tony? There are those who said this day would never come, and what are they to say now? I'm doing quite well. <laughs> How are you? And just to confuse our listeners, uh, we're. <laughs> I will also introduce newcomer Anthony. How are you, Anthony? Shall we let the flood consume our holy city? <laughs> <laughs> I am just fine. I am not afraid. <laughs> good to hear, good to hear. Um, uh, before we get to our topic at hand, which we've already sort of tipped our hand <laughs> quite Four obviously to uh i'll just ask uh, like we do at the top of every show what have we all been planning uh, playing lately i'll start with you tony what is uh what has been occupying you gaming wise as of late halo the master chief collection and nothing else <laughs> <laughs> no, really? no um I've, yeah i have been dabbling in that picking up some uh few achievements in odst uh i think that oh and uh, i was Taking advantage of the uh, the EA access, I think on the Xbox One when they had it free for uh, the week of E3. So I was playing some uh, Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare, pretty fun little game. Okay. Uh, PS4, I was playing that indie game Never Alone, the little game, the little educational game about the Native American tribe in Alaska. Right. That was actually quite pretty enjoyable for a little free game from uh, PSN. And uh, been playing uh, what is it? The I guess they just call it the Lost. Or Jurassic World, the Lego game for uh, 3DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a few people who have got their hands on that. Cool. How about you, Anthony? What's uh, what's been your poison lately? Oh, been dabbling a little bit in uh, Master Chief Collection. Uh, going through, uh, trying to get the Master Chief Saga achievement. I've never actually done that playlist yet. <laughs> and on the other fronts, there I've been going through uh, Splatoon, the Wii U. Cool. Uh. Cool, cool. Uh, for me, uh, I've been playing the Telltale Law and Order game <laughs> on PC. <laughs> talk talk about a contrast. <laughs> yeah, um, I got it on the, in, during the Steam sale. Uh, just, I mean, just about all the Telltale games, as you can imagine, went on sale at one point or another during the Steam sale, and that's one I had my eye on for a while. Uh, it's pretty much exactly as it sounds. It's you just play out episodes of, of Law and Order. It's and um, yeah. Was that before? I'm I'm assuming that's a, a little bit of an older game because I've never heard of it. And I'm assuming that's before they became big, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's before The Walking Dead. It was early 2012, uh, oh, okay. and it, it it's definitely not as polished as the games have been since The Walking Dead. The voice acting is definitely not up to the standard. Um, most of the most of the actors That's in the game, uh, Law and Order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, most of the most of the voices in the game are people trying to do bad slash passable impressions of the. Uh, of the actual actors, there are no real. Uh, that's the one disappointing thing about it uh, is that it's not the real actors, unfortunately. But uh, beyond that, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty convincing experience, and yeah, it's a very casual game. There's not a huge amount to it, but I love Law, Law and Order, and I like Telltale games, and I thought uh, that would be a nice uh, little diversion in between space shooters and uh, Borderlands and all the other mess I've been playing lately. Uh, Speaking of space shooters, uh, that's a good segue to our topic at hand. And despite uh, Tony's uh, suggestion that this would never come to pass, we actually have been uh, considering 
a uh, a point streak on the Halo series for a while. It was just getting a um, you know the ideal guests for the show, and uh, I can say that uh, you two are the uh, are are at the near the top of the list in terms of people that I know uh, in in terms of Halo uh, fanaticism. Uh, probably the biggest fanatic would be this uh, crazy chick down in Tennessee, but she wasn't available, so here we are <laughs> with uh, the two Anthonys um, to talk about Halo. Uh, and just for the uh, those of you who have been living under a rock, uh, Halo is uh, cre- was created by Bungie, uh, now handled by the fine folks at 343 Indust- Industries. That's uh, debatable. That- <laughs> More on that later. Yeah. Uh, the game, the the original game in the franchise released back in two thousand one. Uh, I gather in the timeline, Bungie was purchased by Microsoft. Well, Halo was still in development, as I as I uh, understand it, uh, and it then went on to become sort of the Xbox franchise, and has uh, carried forward to this day as being uh, you know arguably the most successful uh, Xbox uh, based franchise. Uh, exclusive franchise, and uh, believe it or not, has sold 60 million to date across all the games in the franchise, which is uh, impressive by any measure. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so any wonder why uh, this this series probably deserved uh, a point streak? Um, since 2001, it's it's been one of the biggest FPS genre franchises, and I would go so far as to say that as far as FPS is grounded in science fiction, I'd say that it is the biggest of that subgenre, so to speak. Uh, you know, if we're if we're to contrast that to the you know the military Earth-based modern day shooter, which are probably the uh, other big FPS success, um, I I might start off uh, just with a general question uh, to you both. I'll I'll start with you, Tony. What is it that Halo does better than other first-person shooters? What is it that sets it apart, uh, in your opinion? Uh, you know, I, I, I would say the story, although that's that's not really what captured me at first. It was more of, uh, it was really kind of the first console that I sat down and played with my friends, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was it was kind of the, you know, when I, I'd actually go over to parties and it was up on land and stuff like that. Yeah. It was more, I guess, the cooperation of it. Um, but I think going forward what's kept me going uh, kept me going with it is the the story aspect of it yeah yeah how about you anthony is uh is is there any one thing that kind of sets that that is the most notable about halo or, or something that sets it apart from the genre in general um one thing that i always credited halo 1 as being is kind of a greatest hits compilation of the shooter genre back in its day Hmm. There wasn't really anything stand out that it did, but it did everything really well. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, I for, for me, uh, the the thing that I noticed about it as, and I wasn't exactly a connoisseur of the FPS games. It was the first uh, shooter that I saw that uh, that had a, a rechargeable shield mechanic, and I I won't suggest that it's the game that invented the rechargeable ch- shield mechanic. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But uh, I I certainly hadn't played a game prior to that. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but prior to that, uh, it, it was I, a lot of health packs, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, I believe actually there was a, a episode on the Game Theorist uh, channel that they said it was the first. I think it is the first to have regenerable sh- re- uh, recharging shields, but not necessarily recharging health. I think right. there was another game before that, yeah. but. Uh, and not to get off topic, but do health packs uh, is that a, something that's consistent across all the Halo entries, or does that no, no, okay, all right. 
Cool. I, I've, I'm ashamed to admit off, off the top that I've only ever played the original, uh, or actually not even the original, the, uh, the anniversary edition of Combat Evolved is the only one of the series that I've actually played. All you had to do was press the back button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that, that, and that changes it to the original uh, resolution and settings, right? Right. <laughs> um, well, I might just, uh, you know, I might just jump around a little bit between some of the, uh, the setting topics and I'll... I'll alternate just in the interest of time. Uh, Anthony, I might ask you, uh, can you just give the, the brief sort of explanation? Uh, the, na- the name of the game Halo is, is a reference to the Halo rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just a brief summary about their significance uh, in, in the series. Um, weapons of last resort, built by the Forerunner to exterminate a uh, nearly invincible parasite by... Right everything that it eats right destroying all life in the universe so to speak yeah yeah. Yeah. and and does uh this might be a silly question but uh is it necessarily the case that the halos are featured in in every game or is like a game like odst uh like set in the same universe but not necessarily on one of the halos i don't believe so at all there frankly the more they try to shoehorn a halo into the game it really feels right, especially right. like what halo 4 did oh look there's gamma halo <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> right so it, it's it's something that is significant obviously to the plot and it gives the game its name but it's you know it's not necessarily the case that every game has to revolve haha around uh around the rings so i see what you did there <laughs> Uh, just jumping to you, Tony. Uh, the Spartans. Uh, other than me knowing, you know, the basics that they're, you know, genetically engineered super soldiers, I, I don't really know thing one of the background because, in all honesty, the first game does very little to explain that. No. Uh, is there anything more that uh, significant to the, the the Spartan origins, short of going into huge spoiler territory that uh, that I should know? Uh, well, I think Halo Four definitely kind of covered the the origins of the Spartans a little bit more. But yeah, if there's some things you you know maybe the the average player wouldn't know, uh, all the Spartans were actually well, I shouldn't say all the Spartans, all the Spartan Two variety. Um, yeah, which is what Master Chief is. Uh, you know, if you, in Halo Reach you have the Spartan Threes, with the addition, uh, the exception of one of them, George, was Spartan Two, and then Four in these newer games are Spartan Fours. But the Spartan Twos, anyway, with Master Chief, they were all actually abducted at the age of six uh, and were kidnapped, replaced with Flash clones of themselves. Um, and they were just trained and, uh, and educated to be kind of the best soldiers they could be. But as you mentioned, they were, uh, genetically kind of modified and augmented, uh, just to kind of heighten their senses, their skills, their strength, their, just their natural abilities, I guess. Right. Um, and yeah, so that's that. I mean, you could go more into what Halo 4 and some of these newer games are trying, they're trying to go more into the the personality or lack thereof of the Spartans, or at least the Master Chief, but yeah. uh, I think that's might be maybe getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. But yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're just they're just super soldiers, apparent. You know, yeah. uh, I'll I'll switch back to you, Anthony. Uh, who is Master Chief John One One Seven, or is it? Uh, do I should I say it One 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 Seventeen or? I don't. One One Seven tends to be what they go with there. Um... He is the luckiest of the Spartan twos. Yeah. That is how he's pretty much defined. Um, he was, you know, all around balanced there and 
he made a really good leader mm-hmm. himself in the early days, and that got him up to that ranking that he's been unfortunately stuck with for the last like thirty <laughs> years of Halo Four. <laughs> Uh, and is, uh, you know, like, obviously the use of a silent protagonist is something that, that comes up quite a lot in, in first-person shooters. And Master Chief is by no means a silent protagonist, but he's a man of few words, is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. He's um, he's very to the point. And, I mean, he kind of has his little quips here and there, but, you know, kind of plays in... I think it plays... They try to tie it into his character... Uh, that you know he's very again he's very to the point he's he's here to do his mission and that's it you know so yeah. just give me what i need you know tell me what i need to do uh what i need to do what i need to know and let me go yeah yeah and uh just to tag up on that uh, the other uh i would say main recurring character uh uh cortana um beyond i mean i as someone who's only played the main game and know that there's a little bit of comic relief there going on is there is there something more to uh, Cortana than just being the, uh, the, the, the sidekick in your ear? Uh, I, I suppose I'll find that out uh, as the series progresses. Well, I'll say, uh, um, you know, the AIs in, uh, in the Halo universe, they're all kind of uh, Flash clones of each other. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Flash clones, not even Flash clones. They're, they're based on the brains. Uh, like They do these scans of the human brain, and uh, they kind of create it from there. Yep. So uh, Cortana was actually the scanned. Uh, she was actually scanned of the uh, a scan of Dr. Halsey's brain. Uh, you m- may have heard her. She's kind of influential. She was the one, the head scientist behind the Spartan Two program, uh, okay. uh, and she kind of started all that up. But uh, and I think the other interesting thing, and Anthony might have to back me up on this. I, I believe she was the only uh, AI to have been uh, created from a living person's mind all the other ais were kind of taken from a person that's already passed uh just recently passed and they kind of i guess i think they took the brain out and were you know even though the person was technically dead they can still kind of pick up their minds am am i right on that anthony that sounds correct yeah right right. so uh just 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 getting to my question earlier i'll 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 ask you anthony uh is Cortana more than just you know the voice in your ear during during the missions? I mean that's that that's something that's uh, that that that's a tr- you know that's something that recurs in a lot of first person games that you end up having conversations with somebody over a radio or an earpiece. But uh, I gather there's a little more to their Cortana character than just that. Um, she stays pretty much as your voice in the head mission control through the first Halo, mm. but starting around the halfway point of Halo 2 and onward through the series, she does evolve into a major character. Right. And apparently in Halo 5, she'll be a ghost. <laughs> really? But, well, let's get to that later. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I, b- before, I, before I get to the, uh, the... Uh, um, opposition. I might just ask um, you, you both. I'll, I'll start with you, Tony. Uh, and I, 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 as I hear you explain some of this background, uh, I, I remembered this question. Why is it, at least to somebody who's only played the early games, a little bit of Halo 2 and, and the first game, why is it that, does it seem like so much of the lore, <laughs> and rather important lore to the game, not, not actually in the game and is contained in like books or other media as well. <laughs> well, I think it's it's kind of hard to portray that stuff. Like, how are you? You know, are you going to create a game off of kidnapping children, and you you know now you're going to be yeah, these kids yeah. running around through a forest, you know, yeah. trying to do these training exercises? It's just it's it's kind of the nature of the beast. Like, you know, games are 
very kind of narrowed almost in their scope of what they can handle, I guess, yeah. in, in terms of storytelling. So I think, you know, it's it's just something they couldn't do. I mean, one thing I will say, though, is that Bungie, they, when they, you know, when the series was under their control, they were very, they never usually tried to make a tie between the books and the games. Uh, right. Something 343 actually does a lot better. But, uh, yeah, just it's, you know, getting back to your base question, it's just, you know, games can only do so much. I, I take it, Anthony, that you've also sampled a lot of this uh, side uh, side stuff. Oh yes. <laughs> is there a uh, uh, is there a favorite book or 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 side material that uh, that a that a neophyte fan should point to? Is like you know, if there was one sort of book you were going to rep- uh, recommend to somebody that you know explained uh, as much about the Halo expanded universe, what would it be? Well, I would like to recommend Fall of Reach, but boy, does that make a messy time anymore. Um, <laughs> a lot of retconning has happened in the last, uh, what is it now, 14 years? Yeah. yeah. That has rendered a lot of Fall of Reach kind of non-canon or in the real gray area. Right. Um, yeah. if I had to rec- But if I had to recommend just a really good Halo story just to get the glimpse of the universe what it's like about the spartans the covenant i would recommend ghosts of onyx oh okay all right uh that that's a book is it that is a novel there oh, no, um, okay. yeah cool cool um I, I I've obviously played an uh as i played the first game i've been introduced both to the uh the concept of the forerunners as well as the covenant and the flood um the Covenant are a bit of an odd, uh, um, an odd choice as a uh, uh, as an adversary, uh, um, uh, both in terms of design and in terms of their background, etc. Though an interesting one, I, ha- I have to say. The more I read into it, uh, should I expect to see uh, I'll, Tony? Should I expect to see the uh, Covenant consider con- continue to be you know sort of center stage in terms of the bad guys as the series uh, progresses? It seems like they're trying to move more and more away of it, away from it. I mean, your traditional covenant from you know the major Halo games like one through three and most of the side ones, they're more uh, dissolved at this point. Or just the, yeah. I mean, the the individual species still exist. Well, so we think. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're trying to you know even Halo Four, they didn't have all of the enemy types that they've had. In the games, you know, it was like a, a faction of the yeah. covenant, so to speak. Uh, they're really going more towards the forerunners, kind of being your your main enemy in these these like constructs. Yeah, and really, it, it gets really kind of messy because really, what you're fighting in Halo Four, the Prometheans, they're actually humans, so to speak. So it, yeah. it gets kind of messy, but yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely moving more towards the forerunner route. But um, yeah. Covenant, you, I don't think you're ever going to see them go away completely. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, if uh, if you had to explain the uh, the covenant as as briefly as, as possible, what, how how would you uh, how would you characterize them uh, and dis- describe them? Um, take uh, knights of the Crusader era and give them plasma guns. <laughs> That's the covenant. <laughs> right. So they have a sort of pseudo religious um, uh, motor motivations and I, I i as i understand it they 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 literally worship the forerunners and their technology is that is that right yes right, that is right. correct and they and that's why they want to wipe out humanity as they see them as some sort of um affront uh, I, I guess yeah 
Um, yeah. yeah. That's the basic of it. Um, the actual backstory is very convoluted and full of science fiction political <laughs> mumbo-jumbo, and it's best just to go with the short and simple, we are an affront to them. Yeah. yeah. We are vermin, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, I I might I might ask you Tony because um, I'm I might be speaking out of turn but it seems like Halo Two is one of your uh, you know highlight you know favorite games in this series um, and at the risk of spoiling it for someone that hasn't played it how did how did you find that turn in Halo Two where you actually uh, get to sort of see things from uh, the the Covenant's uh, perspective uh, you know at well in, in this in the second game did that well, work for you. I mean, yeah, it did work. I, I'll back up too and say you know, Halo Two is definitely regarded as uh, like people's favorites. Um, yeah. I liked it. I wouldn't say it's my favorite though, honestly. Okay. But I did enjoy it. But as far as um, uh, yeah, that switch to playing as the Arbiter, one of the Covenant. Um, at the time, I didn't really think much of it. You know, um, when the game came out, I wasn't like a, a war enthusiast really, so it was just kind of like a new way to experience the game. So I yeah. thought it was kind of cool. Um, but thinking back on it now, it, it actually was really nice to kind of get that separate that the new perspective from the series um right right it was yeah it is actually really cool that they did that i think yeah i um and the uh just before we go off the uh the the setting and and background uh anthony the the flood um the the parasitic enemy is there really thing anything is there anything beyond them other than just a a a parasitic sort of virus-like uh uh, is there even any does is the flood intelligent or is it literally just a, a, a viral sort of thing that 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 it attacks other all life? Um, interestingly enough, they were built up a lot similarly to the Zerg. Yeah. Where <laughs> when they're starting out, they're very feral, but the more they spread, the more they consume. They eventually give themselves a hive mind, and right. then they become very intelligent. Right. Right. So I should I expect to see in future games and in, in subsequent games in the series that the the flood will be fleshed out a bit, haha, uh, in uh, in terms of their abilities, etc., compared to the first game, anyway. Very much so. Um, in fact, Halo Three uh, did something with um, that I was actually very impressed with, where a flood infection form will actually zombify oh. an enemy or ally in real time. Right. <laughs> So somebody that you and it killed. is a really good kind of gross effect. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> um, just moving on to the uh, to the gameplay, which is you know obviously that you you're both very invested in in the story, uh, but you know you're you're only going to get bums and seats uh, long term if if the game plays well. Um, the over the over the course of the game, obviously the core shooter mechanics are there. Uh, you mentioned stuff about the the med med kits, etc. Tony. Uh, does does the gameplay actually improve and grow over the course of the the series uh, in, in in significant ways? I mean the the ve- the vehicles are there in the first game, the grenades, the the recognizable weapons, the shield, etc. D- does the game uh, evolve uh, fr- from the first game in, in significant ways and, and do new things uh, in in the genre really? Well, yeah, I mean, I think uh, when it was under Bungie's control, you know, Bungie's come out and said, we make, you know, all we do is we make shooters, you know, yeah. and they, they've really refined it. I mean, even the way this released Destiny, it's it's tight. The controls feel great. But in terms of Halo, yeah, it is something that definitely, it just got better over the course of time. Yeah. They, they really kind of stuck with, okay, here, the core mechanics, we're only going to, uh, you know, tighten and improve those. We're not really going to add too much more. Uh, you know, they've always added new weapons and new 
uh, vehicles and that sort of thing. But yeah, right. they've de- the core mechanics have always been the same. They've just always improved on them right. uh, from each iteration. Does that include the hand-to-hand combat guys, or is that basically the same, just slam the butt of the rifle type? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I I saw a meme the other night that was quite uh, humorous. It uh, said, uh, you know, eight-foot-tall uh, super soldier. It was a picture of Master Chief saying eight-foot-tall super soldier, you know, genetically engineered for combat. Uh, smack him in the back of the head. He dies instantly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I... I know I've played I've played co-op and and accidentally hit my squad mate and killed them and <laughs> was one hit from a, from hand to hand from behind so I've been there. Yeah, I think that was more of a kind of like a multiplayer thing. Like there's got to be some kind of if you can sneak up behind your enemy, you know, you should be able to one hit kill him, you know, kind of like <laughs> a and I mean in Halo 4 they did yeah. make actual animated assassinations, so um Anthony, I I don't know how old you are, or what how much experience you had with FPSs prior to uh, the first Halo, or whether in fact you experienced it, you know, as it was released, etc. But how important was that co-op campaign uh, in in the in the game, and and that's been in the sub like how central to the series is that uh, for you? Because you know, for me, being a, a relative outsider, that's always been something that I was really impressed by and kind of set it apart. Um, I always really enjoyed it there. Um, it was actually one of the um, core elements of what I liked about it was mm. I was able to play with my dad yeah. every night or so there for a while. And each individual series has just gotten better. And by the time Halo 3's there, I can even do it, you know, not just my dad, but, you know, my brother that lives three hours away. He can mm-hmm. play too. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh, t- Tony, the uh, have, have you ever? I I have to assume you're <laughs> you've played that much Halo in your life. Have you ever like done like big LAN? I think you mentioned earlier on like LAN party Halo online Halo multiplayer. You've you've sampled it all. I take it at one time or another. Uh, well, I think um, actually I never got a chance to play Halo Two online. I never had Xbox Live at that point. Oh, um, okay. But the oh, way you missed I, out. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I just, I didn't, I don't think I had, uh, I think I had dial-up at that point. So <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. But uh, yeah, LAN, I never did like the, the back-to-back TVs. But uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I did mention this on another uh, point streak is uh, we did have a, a LAN party once. Um, but, and the funny thing was, I mean, that wasn't even like the central focus of this, this party. It was your typical drinking party, hmm. but you know, in the corner, they had a big screen TV set up with two, uh, two Xboxes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't think actually maybe there was a second TV. It wasn't kind of like the back to back, you know, yeah. one team on one side, the other, but, uh, it was, it was fun. I mean, I've, I've, so I've dabbled a little bit in the land, probably not as much as you might think, but, uh, yeah, I didn't get into the multiplayer side of it until Halo 3. Yeah. It seems to me again. I, I know it's not unique. It, it just it seems like it des- deserves a lot of credit for popularizing that sort of you know uh, experience, um, both the multi the group big group multiplayer and the co op. Um, and the drinking in parties is an interesting segue to uh, my next question for you guys. I, it would oh, be boy. it would be remiss of me if I didn't sort of mention the uh, the 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 uh, negative side of the Halo's reputation uh, as a game that kind of has a frat boy, dude bro type, uh, <laughs> re- re- uh, you know, reputation mm-hmm. from some. Uh, would it, I mean, given, given that you both have a lot of appreciation for the de- depth and lore that, you know, 
some people rather uh, unfairly um, skip over. Uh, Anthony, would you say that that uh, reputation is uh, is largely undeserved or an exaggeration? Or I think it's um, largely an exaggeration, but it's there. I mean, the Xbox was marketed as the kind of college frat boy console. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that'd be the kind of market it goes to, yeah. and... I can't say it's fully undeserved. You spend 10 minutes on Xbox Live, you'll hear everything. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Tony? Uh, you, you obviously uh, in, enjoy the game on a level that the average Halo player doesn't. Um, but uh, is, it, is it any more remarkable in terms of the meathead uh, contingent that it attracts than any other cause? You know, I never, I personally never had that impression. And I, you know, I didn't really even kind of know that there was that, um, I don't know what you call it, uh, stigma, stigma. Or, yeah, uh, until I saw some of the, the Halo 2 documentaries for when they remade it on the, uh, the Master Chief collection. And, you know, it was like the biggest launch up yeah. until that time. And you saw all the kind of dude boy, frat boys. But I, don't know, I think most of them have moved on to Call of Duty now, um, to be honest. <laughs> so I think that, that that audience has migrated, thankfully. Uh, I mean, yeah, blessings. I've, had, yeah. <laughs> I've I've had moments on Halo where you kind of get like the nasty comments and that kind of thing. But I think for the most part, that's kind of again, it, they, they've migrated. Um, and, you know, what's left the, the actually playing uh, the Master Chief Collection online. Yeah. Every almost every game I play, it's, you know, guys are just like, hey, do you guys have a mic? Like, I want to communicate and, um, you know, play a good match. Like, it, I, it's rare to actually just see someone trolling and. Yeah. Just screaming obscenities nowadays. So I, yeah, I think it's largely over exaggerated. At least today. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like the original Halo Two days that I was never a part <laughs> of. Maybe that was a little different. I don't know, Anthony, if you can speak to that. But um, it was there. But I think you hit the nail on the head. Exactly why Halo Two was the big thing back then. So it got that crowd. Yeah. And now they've kind of migrated elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all the happier for that. Yep. <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis has, has referred to something uh, to the to wider Halo fandom as uh, as the Halo Nation. Is, is that is that something that really exists in in your uh, estimation, guys? Like, is are are Halo fans uh, quite unique and uh, and and recognizable in their um, proclivities and <laughs> obsessions? <laughs> Um, so Anthony, uh, it, 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 do you, um, is there something about them that sets them apart from other fans of other, other franchises? Um, I don't personally think so. I think it's a nice moniker, but really there's a lot of different aspects of Halo that people enjoy that it's really hard to nail down what a core Halo fan would be. Yeah, fair, fair enough. How about, how about you, Tony? Is, uh, you, you've, you've told some pretty uh, stirring stories on, on, on this very podcast show about uh you know a group and shared experiences uh with achievements and stuff like that uh that that kind of uh paint a, a rather positive picture of uh the uh, let's go team uh um <laughs> attitude that you can find with some halo players is it generally been a a positive uh for you and and do you find that the wider fandom to be uh an enjoyable group to be a part of oh absolutely i mean i at least from my experience i think it the, the halo fandom or community is kind of fragmented um you know i the the site that i like to uh, frequent um that's halo base is extremely small um you know i think there's like maybe only 50 people on the forums oh wow um and maybe only like five actually you know contribute and say stuff um or post things (laughs) and then i know there's um god what's the other one um 
Uh, I mean, there was Bungie.net back in the days. Um, <laughs> there, you know, I know there's the Halo Wiki, and there's, I mean, it's it's very fragmented. But and I've never been to any cons as much as I would like to. Uh, yeah. But from what I from what I've hear from people is that Halo fans are very approachable. They're very likable. They're not, you know, at least in this day and age, they're not that dude bro mentality. They're very welcoming. And yeah. hey, you know, even if you're a war fan and they're more on the competitive side, you still have something to talk about. You know, you still have yeah. some shared interest there. So I've heard they're very, yeah, they're very welcoming. Yeah, uh, guys, I wonder if you could help me out here. And I, I know I've probably asked you this before, Tony, but it's uh, it's good podcast fodder for the ignorant uh, neophyte fan like myself. Timeline wise, we got we have Halo. Uh, you know, the big the main releases are your Halo Combat Evolved, Halo Two, Halo Three, and, and Halo Four, the forthcoming five. Where do Reach and ODST slot in in terms of the chronology? That's something that I'm not really clear on, guys. Reach is the is before the first game. Um, if you if you go back and you play the the Halo One again, and you're you know you're in the Pillar of Autumn, yeah. and you hear Captain Keys saying, um, I think it's Captain Keys, maybe it's Cortana. One of them mentions like we barely made it away from Reach, right, or something like that. They're like that. Halo Reach ends with a cutscene of the Pillar of Autumn jumping from, you know, doing a slip space jump from yeah. Reach to that Halo installation or where they come out of. So it's a direct, right. it's a direct um, prequel yeah. to the original game. Mm-hmm. And, and Anthony, ODST is it concurrent with Halo Two or a prequel to Halo Two? Or am I? Totally it is uh, concurrent with Halo Two. ODST begins right at the end of the. Um, last earth level of halo 2 metropolis okay and is is odst the only game where you play as a non-spartan um i mean i would primary character i would technically say so i'm not exactly sure how to classify who you play as in uh, halo wars the strategy guide oh you're kind of just the all-knowing hand of god (laughs) (laughs) right what what do they what do they call the person in charge uh, in, uh, in when you're the Zerg forces? I I forget. Um, uh, the Cerebrit, Cere- I think. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Cerebrit. And the other thing I thought I always kind of found weird too about ODST is they call it Halo Three ODST, but yeah. it really fits more in with the Halo Two timeline. I always found that kind of weird. Yeah. Like I don't know why they just didn't go with maybe just Halo ODST. But yeah, th- anyway, I mean, that was probably marketing. I mean, was ODST released before Halo Three? No, after it wasn't. So maybe it was just tagging up on it in terms of the marketing or something. Right. But yeah, that's that's always confused me because when I when I did look into it a while back, it didn't seem yes. to be directly related to three. Um, and, and your mention of Halo Wars, Anthony, uh, <laughs> brings up the, the fact that there actually are quite a number of sort of side side games that aren't you know necessarily FPSs. Spartan Strike also comes to mind. Uh, generally speaking, what do you consider the quality of like? Are, do you, do you like any or enjoy any of these side games? Or are they kind of the uh, poor stepchildren of the of the real series? Um, they're different experiences. I wouldn't really classify them as inferior. Um, mm. I actually think uh, Halo Wars is probably the best console strategy game I've played in a long while. Hmm. And Spartan Strike and Spartan Assault are that nice kind of Smash TV style top-down shooters. <laughs> yeah. They're good fun there. Um, Spartan Strike more so. Yeah. Any uh, Android or mobile games, Halo games you've ever <laughs> played, Tony, or is it is it all generally console stuff? No, because uh, I, it's. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say uh, no, because I believe 
Anthony, the uh, Spartan Strike and Spartan Assault, when they originally launched, or maybe Spartan Strike was different, but they originally launched on Windows Phone. I don't think they ever went to oh, okay. Android or iOS, right? I, um, I think they might be now. I really haven't checked, to be honest. I know they made it to Steam. Right. They, yeah, they made it to Steam and then uh, yeah, uh, think you're Xbox right. One. Yeah. But no, you know, actually, <laughs> um, I did play Wars and I enjoyed it. It's actually the only game, the only Halo game I cannot beat on its hardest difficulty. It is, <laughs> it is rough. Um, yeah. But the other games, <laughs> when I heard about them, I was like, okay, I get the concept. What's the story? And then I heard that they were basically simulations of important battles. Like they weren't the actual battles themselves. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm not with this anymore. <laughs> so oh, okay. I, I never, play, I never yeah. played either of those games actually. <laughs> Uh, looking ahead to the future, uh, Halo Five uh, is subtitled "The Guardians." Is that, uh, that that's correct? Yep, that is correct. Right, and uh, at the risk of being too spoiler heavy, is is Master Chief going to be uh, the primary character in this game, or is it going in a different direction? Uh, it's Anthony, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was about to ask if you want to take this one. Um, <laughs> Master Chief is still the primary antagonist but they are doing a uh, split campaign like they did in halo 2 um in addition you will also be playing as a newer character spartan uh, Locke, who is taxed with hunting down the chief because he's kind of gone off the grid yeah and tony do you want to tackle this uh blue squad uh nonsense that you were going on about a while back because <laughs> blue team, blue team yeah. sorry. any and I, and I think anthony can back me up on this blue you know when when halo one originally launched i think if you read the back cover of it, it's like you are the last spartan and it's like well no that's a lie like there you know there yeah. were there were and there are still other spartan twos um so blue team is um master chief's like original team right uh the spartan twos they had like red team black team gray team and blue team so blue team was uh master chief squad um and they've always they've been mentioned in the books you know they they're very his teammates uh fred linda and kelly you know they're very distinct like uh uh kelly's the fast one uh linda's the sniper she's got an excellent shot fred's just i don't i don't know how you would necessarily describe him but um uh, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're very important characters to the lore fans. Um, and it's just under Bungie, like we knew we'd probably never see those characters in game and it yeah. was just a fleeting hope. Yeah. And, uh, I think they did make kind of their first appearance in some of the terminals, which are kind of like these, uh, like cutscenes, uh, side stories that you can get throughout most of the games. Um, they were in, I believe the Halo 2 anniversary terminals. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to see them kind of brought to the forefront there, but now, um, as as Anthony was saying, um, they're you know they're going to be a part of uh, the game now in Halo Five and Master Chief's team. So it's just it's without going off on too much of a tangent, I'm I'm happy about it. Yeah. But the way three four three has handled things with Halo Four and other other things, I'm you know I just I don't know how they're going to portray them in game. You know I'm just I'm worried about that. Well, we'll we'll get to Halo Three. Uh, sorry, three four three in a second. Uh, Anthony. Uh... Do you, what what is your um what would you like to see from Halo 5 and what are you <laughs> what are your what are you uh what are your expectations in terms of you know are you expecting to enjoy the game are you skeptical uh at this point um where where you stand at the moment I am I am skeptical but for the most part rather hopeful for it um it does seem like they have learned a lot from uh Halo 4 and 
they are really crafting this to be a very different game, and they're being very upfront about it being a different game. Um, the only things that I really want to hope for is I'm hoping that yeah. the single player is not a linear series of corridors. I'd like to see <laughs> some bigger wide open spaces. I'd like to see more opportunities for vehicle battles because Halo 4 was really lacking in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about you, Tony? You sound uh, relatively skeptical about, you know, just because of the 343 thing. Uh, are you, what would you like to see and uh, where, where, where are you, what are you kind of expecting to, to see quality-wise at this point? Um, well, as Anthony was saying, I'm expecting to see something new. I mean, they are kind of pretty upfront with this is going to be a different game than, you know, any of the other Halo games have been, and you can kind of see that. Um, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, I, I really want to see them do justice to Blue Team. I mean, they do, you know, they know there's books and lore that was pre-established. Um, they have a lot to pull from. I just, I want them to be meaningful characters. You know, I want them to be, I want to care about them as much as I do in the books. Um, and the other thing is I actually want, on that same vein, I want Spartan Locke and his team to be relatable and uh, kind of what, uh, you know, likable and I can kind of move forward with them. Because uh, the interesting thing about Halo 5 and why they call it Halo 5 with the subtitle Guardians is uh, they've, you know, I've heard some of them say in the past is that they want to, you know, move and they've done this. They have games, obviously, but they want to move past the Master Chief. Like we can make Halo games that don't have the Master yeah. Chief. And I agree with that. But you have to supplement it with characters that I actually give it, you know, give yeah. a damn about. And, and um, yeah, don't pull a raid, a Raiden or whatever and, and, <laughs> and try and hand the game over to somebody that nobody likes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just on a related subject, uh, I'll, I'll ask you both, uh, Anthony, 343 Industries, um, by the way, why the hell Industries? It's not like they manufacture anything. Um, <laughs> are they, have they been good stewards of the franchise, uh, to this point, as far as you're concerned, or? Uh, <laughs> I'll put it as kindly as possible. I think their heart's in the right place. How about how about you, Tony? <laughs> I, I I would say the same. I mean, they are based off of most of the employees that worked on Halo with the Bungie team, but and they they do have a deeper appreciation of the war. They do. I mean, God, they've got five books coming out this year. That is absurd. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. And you know, and they're trying to do their best to kind of tie the war into the games. Um. You can see that with Halo Four, but you know, they are trying their best. But I they I think they fumbled the story with Halo Four. Um, and some of the, the plot-related elements there. And, you know, and this I can't really hold against them. I, I'm not a huge fan of the art style that they're taking, especially with the, the Covenant redesigns. Mm. Um, I was probably, like, one of the only people that actually liked Chief's new design in uh, Halo 4. I don't mind the armor set, but it's some, some of the art style I just I don't really like. But I, I, to tie it all together, yeah, their heart's in the right place. They, they, you know, they care about this franchise. That's all they make is Halo, you know, so. Um, well, here's hoping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Guys, uh, this is a gripe I had when I found this out. Uh, I don't. It was. I guess it was a few weeks ago. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. It appears that they have abandoned uh, split screen co-op. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that that's that's right? That <laughs> uh, is correct. I was pretty pissed off when I when I heard that. To be honest, because I I consider that to be one of the sort of defining core elements of the game, and I get annoyed when companies uh, ignore the local co-op experience at the expense of, of the, uh, of the online. Uh, did that rub you guys the wrong way too? Or is it just business? Like, 
Am I am I uh, am I overly sensitive about that, or uh, is it? Is I there, think uh... I think it's something that you have the right to be angry about. I'm not necessarily certain it's a um, it's entirely three four three's fault. Um, from what I gather, the main reason is they wanted it to be sixty frames per second because right. this is a very this is a much faster paced game. It kind of needs it, and I can attest to it playing the beta. Halo Five is very fast paced, ah, and okay. and because of that, the Xbox One is just too underpowered to handle co op locally like that. Um, right, right. Well, at least that, that's that, what I'm hoping. I I'll I'll take their word for it and hope that it's the Xbox One's fault, not just a scheme to get more money for Xbox Live Gold. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I am gonna miss yeah. being able to play co-op. Yeah, Tony, is that gonna be? Um, I mean, I know you, I know you've uh, split screened and stuff, and and had some you know in-person sh- uh, shared gaming experiences, Halo and otherwise in the past. Are you gonna miss that? You know, I mean, just because the I'll miss it just because it's like functionality being removed that, you know, it's pretty much always been there. Um, but, you know, to be honest and kind of playing devil's advocate, I don't think I've actually played Halo co-op with somebody on my couch next to me. Probably honestly, since Halo two, probably actually, okay. no, I take that back. I did play through the uh, Halo three ODST campaign with a buddy of mine the day I came out. Um, <laughs> but I, I really like, I think it's, it's just the way the world's become or society, I guess, and the advent of, you know, the internet becoming more, I don't know, stable, I guess, um, yeah. or more, you know, profound that, you know, I just, I don't, I don't play co-op that much anymore. I, I probably gathered that a lot of people probably don't play it. So it's just, I don't, I don't know that they necessarily had the data to say, well, no one's really playing co-op anymore. They're doing on over live, uh, you know, co-op. So I play devil Ad- advocate. It's like, maybe they just, they're like, it's yeah. not a feature that we really think people are going to miss. It's just going to yeah. be a vocal minority that are going to scream about it. I just all I I find my I always get rubbed the wrong way when franchises pull back on features. Uh, right. To, to me, to me, features should be something that are expanded on and added on and improved over time, not culled. <laughs> but right. Maybe and that's again, just me. yeah. And and Anthony was right. Um, I, I heard them saying that you know, sixty frames per second, kind of doing two two displays on one screen. It's extremely difficult to get the frame rate right. So yeah, maybe it's just the Xbox One is that underpowered. So. Uh, well, they wouldn't be the first developer to have problems with the <laughs> Xbox One's RAM. No, no. <laughs> uh, Anthony, uh, uh, unless you're uh, at risk of being assassinated, any just brief comments about your experience of the beta so far? Um, po- positive, negative, indifferent? Um, very, very different. Um, it takes a lot of getting used to. Um, Halo 5 was a lot more defensive game. Um, instead of just charging through a map, trying to aim the most headshots, it usually came down to whoever dodged more right. tended to win. And yeah. you just have to time your dodges better. Um, That's a multiplayer beta? Yes, it was a multiplayer beta of it. Okay. Yeah. And... Everything was really, really fast. I don't know how else to describe that there. It was a very um, 
kind of destiny-like experience with it. <laughs> funny, funny, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, well, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, well, when when is the uh, what's the expected release date, or is there one at this point? Is it like, uh, late this October twenty seventh, I believe. Okay. And uh, how good are they at generally hitting their uh, their dates based on uh, previous historical data? <laughs> based on previous data, they would rather release the game broken than miss the date. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, actually, yeah, I don't think they ever have pushed the game back. Not, I don't remember them doing that. Yeah, well, they, did, some... uh, they didn't push back the broken-ass broken, broken ass features right. in the Master Chief collection that Tony is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, kept me abreast of so yeah right yeah. and and we, it should be worth I, i've mentioned this before too it wasn't just the multiplayer that was broken the the campaign yes you know people were like but the campaign's still playable it's like yeah it's playable but i had a scarab teleport halfway across the map and i couldn't even kill it and proceed on with the mission because it was hanging upside down from the fucking ceiling and <laughs> it's so weird but yeah any, anyway i don't think yeah i don't think that they've ever actually pushed the game back huh interesting well, we'll we'll see. Uh, may, maybe we'll have to do an episode later in this year to kind of uh, to, to wrap this up. We'll we'll see. Um, just to just to wind down here, uh, Tony. Uh, three quick questions: favorite game in the series, uh, favorite character, and which game has the best score? I know you both have an opinion on the on the music, so I'd be, it'd be remiss of me uh, of. Uh, of not mentioning that and uh, rest in peace, Marty O'Donnell, uh, <laughs> or at least his career. What do you what do you reckon, Tony? Favorite game, favorite character, and what's what's the score that stands out to you the most? Uh, favorite game, uh, Halo Reach. Although it definitely wasn't when I first played it, it was something you know, like a year later and reflecting back on it. Um, I'm sorry, but these are probably like lightning round. I don't need to explain all this, but <laughs> so favorite game, yes, Halo Reach. Uh, favorite character, I know this is going to sound lame, but Master Chief. <laughs> that's, um, that's allowed. Yeah. Um, and what was it? Favorite score? Yeah. Um, I'd have to go with Halo Three. Hmm. How about you, Anthony? Favorite game, uh, Halo Reach. I'll be weird with that too. <laughs> we are a minority in the fandom for that. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> Um, favorite character, I will go, uh, Sergeant Johnson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And favorite score, I will go ODST. I love me some smooth jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will abstain as I only have the one game, uh, to go on. Um, I did like this, the, the, uh, the, the soundtrack quite a bit. It was, it was certainly different. Um, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't have enough information to make an intelligent, uh, uh, comment on the rest of it. So I'll, I'll leave it with these two. Well, uh, thank you guys. And I will move on, uh, to our high score quiz, which has always is tied to the topic at hand in uh, the Halo series. And I, I wrestled with this for quite a while because I knew I was going to be sitting down with two experts and uh, me trying to come up with some perfect question that was going to stump you both, I, I just decided to just go with, just go with something and and accept that maybe you two are too smart to be uh, to be tricked. So I I just I I just went with something uh, relatively simple uh, rather than try uh, you know probably fruitlessly to uh, to stump you. So uh, multiple choice. I will ask each each guest and I will let uh, Anthony, our newcomer, go first. Um, according, I, according to the various Halo series novelizations, what is the year of humanity's first contact with the Covenant? Uh, your answers are A, 2485, B, 2515, or C, the year 2525? C. 
C, 25-25 is your answer. How about you, Tony? 25-25. You knew that one, too? Yep. All right. Well, uh, you are, in fact, right. Um, and Yay, is, first time. <laughs> and that is, uh, as far as I'm aware, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, that is backed up in two different sources in novelizations, and as far as I can tell, not really anywhere else. I, I could be wrong about that, but I, I didn't actually find any source information that wasn't a book. But then again, uh, <laughs> I gather there's a lot of lore information <laughs> that's book only. So I'm trying to remember if uh, Halo 1's instruction manual said it or not. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a... Uh... That's that's a good point. Uh, it had a I, it had a few bare bones things on yeah. the first backstory there. Cool. Uh, I'll move to my old school recommendation of the week, which also I struggled with quite a bit, and then it hit me. Um, I I I can't very well go back and just recommend an old Halo game. That'd be a little bit boring. So I've gone um, a little bit left field uh, to a game developed by Bungie West, which who no longer exists as far as I'm aware. <laughs> uh, a game developed uh, and released back in 2001 called Oni. I don't know if either of you are familiar with this. Uh, it's a it's a third-person shooter that also uh, that blends uh, beat 'em up type action, very anime inspired, very Ghost in the Shell inspired. If you've ever seen the cover of mm-hmm. this game, which was released Windows and PS2, uh, it very the, the the main character in the game she looks an awful lot like Major Makoto from uh, from Ghost in the Shell, and the developers were quite honest about their. Um, influences um it, it was it's a it's sort of dystopian type future a little bit like uh, ghost in the shell uh there's a lot of power-ups beat em up type stuff and then addition there's a lot of gunplay uh cloaking mechanics um i gather that this game shares certain properties with marathon which is an older series that bungie made that i don't know if either of you are familiar with i didn't realize there was any shared dna there um so, something to do with uh classes of enemy and color coding and stuff that's kind of common across those two uh, i played this game for about an hour back in the day uh enjoyed it quite a lot but i didn't have I, I didn't have a ps2 and at the time i didn't have a, a, a computer that would run it but uh it seems to be uh and by the way rockstar have uh, have their fingerprints on this as well uh i, I should mention um um they they also had a hand in in developing the game too um yeah it looks it, it was a pretty interesting game that i never got to delve into too deeply but yeah um it was uh notable for being the only game that bungie west ever actually developed as a division uh, as a division of bungie so um and a little uh off the beaten track as far as bungie releases in general so yeah keep an eye out for that i don't know what its status would be in terms of like later ports to steam or uh, PlayStation Store or anything like that. I don't get the impression that it's ever been re-released, but uh, you can certainly find it on uh, Microsoft Windows and uh, PS2. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us, guys. You were my uh, A-team uh, for Halos, uh, so thanks for uh, participating. And uh, we may well have to uh, to cover Guardians uh, in future, if you're both amenable to the idea, uh, sometime after October, I guess, uh, if, if I heard you correctly. Um, our Twitter feed, uh, as I mentioned up at the top of the show, is at Enthusiacs, and our video content resides at Channel Enthusiacs. 
Um, we have a thriving forum uh, that links a uh, link to the site is there for that. Uh, feel free to join in there uh, on the discussions about uh, this podcast and other topics. Our email address for the podcast is pointstreak at enthusiasts.com. If you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions for show ideas or uh, halo facts that we've managed to uh, to mess up during the course <laughs> of this uh, show, if you want to give us hell for that. Uh, thanks again to my guests, Anthony and Tony. Thanks, guys. And, Thank uh, you. And uh, join us again, uh, brave listeners, for another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Yep. See you next time.